0: Welcome to the Texas Production Podcast, our first ever. First ever. First ever. I'm Jared Miller. Over there is Anthony TT McCoy. TT is a nickname I uh, neither
1: endorsed nor gave myself, but it is now my. But he loves it. (laughs) Uh,
0: So, yeah. Yeah. We have no idea what we're doing, but uh, it's better just to do it. So a couple weeks ago, I just had the idea to just do something focused on what we do, like, Texas production-based. Like, something that's... Because I think there's a, there's a big scene that's not as represented as it should be. You felt like there was no, uh, like, uh, material out there to represent? No, and well, I mean, the idea for the podcast, uh, you and I both listened to Roadie Free Radio mm-hmm. podcast, which, if you guys have never heard that, look it up on iTunes podcast. It's great. But it focuses on interviewing guitar techs and studio guys and anybody kind of in the scene... It's a roadie, you know, front of house engineer, anything, and it was, it was really cool. They've done almost hundred episodes now, and I've listed almost all of them. So it's like, why can't we do that for something Texas based? Yeah. So and also like with us working pretty heavily in tech, uh,
1: I think probably worthwhile to say what we do and like you know specifically within our camp.
0: Yeah. You know. So like so, Jared, who are you? <laughs> what do you do? <laughs> <laughs> well, we both work for Aaron Watson. Uh, I'm production manager and monitor engineer and and Andy. i I do all the lighting and video for Aaron the blinky blinky, yeah, so yeah. been seven years well it'll be seven years next month that I've been with Aaron, so seen a lot of growth, and it' be a year mm-hmm. and three months for me, yeah, so yeah
1: so uh yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know I, I think it's just a great thing to have like a, a forum to talk about like um the, the many facets of what this job is because I think people don't really realize that you know yeah I think that's an interesting like perhaps an interesting topic like when I talk to people about hey what do you do for a job hey I'm the lighting and video director for Aaron Watson right so Most, yeah
0: you know we want to be I mean it wants to be accessible to people who aren't in this world but also people who are you know being able to teach little tricks or tips that we do absolutely. that can help somebody else out and I mean we want to interview other people in the scene and, and you know find out what they're doing that we can learn from so it's just about community networking get all of us just getting better at what we're doing and raising the standard. Absolutely, because, like, at the end of the day, I agree, it's absolutely a community.
1: The yeah. idea, and I've had this happen a few times to where um, certain texts would almost, like, withhold information out of a kind right. of a fear thing. And But like, I think I'm always more of the school of thought to where thinking that it's just share. Because yeah. like I could teach my brother how to program some lighting stuff in MA. He's not going to be where I'm at. Skill-wise, you right. know, it just takes, it's a lot more than just the the, the basic knowledge of it. And But even even if, if you were to teach somebody and they
0: surpassing you in... That would be in, awesome, in all yeah, seriousness. How does that hurt you? You know, it doesn't. Yeah,
1: no, it does not. Because, like, I think everybody pushes each other to get better and better and better. And, like, okay. the idea of, like, that confidence and ownership of, like, you and your skill set and your job is very, very important, yeah. you know?
0: Well, I think that's the overall goal that I have is to just, within our group here just kind of elevate our standard and just be industry leaders mm-hmm. I mean and not to be like oh look at us but just to do the best we can do consistently yeah and yeah. if we can broaden that circle to just everybody in in Austin or whatever or everybody in Texas just kind of broaden that out and just raise everybody's standard of just production I and mean, all mm-hmm. you know audio lighting all that kind of stuff, and the sharing of knowledge too, because bringing in guys, you know, other guests from different camps. I mean, everybody does something a little bit different. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So I've got a, I've got a short list of people I'd mm-hmm. like to uh, talk to. I'm sure you do too. Same. Yeah. So I figured I could represent the the audio side of the of the spectrum, and you could do the lighting, video, that yeah. kind of stuff. So,
1: and it's a whole package here. Yeah. But um Yeah. Really interesting stuff. I mean, and I get asked this question sometimes from people. I think it's also an interesting one that I love asking other people in the industry. It's like, how did we get started here. Right. And like, so Jerry, like how, what brought you into this at all, this whole entire industry?
0: Well, you know, music's always been in my family. Not that any of, not, no musicians though, but my dad loved music since he was a kid. And in 1993, he started a concert hall at the farm that where we lived at, just in a little pole barn. I remember the first stage was just cinder blocks and plywood. That was it and it was mostly folk and bluegrass kind of stuff he'd bring in. So I was always around music, and I never appreciated bluegrass music then because I don't know if it was just old people music or something. I I just wasn't into, but it was always there. So I'd like to think probably my love of music came from him. And uh, we should say real quick, uh, our intro to this podcast was we need, we, need, we need to start there at the beginning. Yeah. Anyway, we'll come back to this, pin in this. But. <laughs> so yeah. the, the, the intro that you heard is Africa by Toto, but it's redone by Nate Kuhn and all the guys in the band. And uh, we'll post a video of it um, that they shot. But uh, right now, as we speak, in the next dressing room over... They're working on a new intro specifically for this podcast, <laughs> and it's starting to sound pretty great. It's, it's awesome. Yeah.
1: it'd be e- even the rough demo to quote Nate. It sounds right, pretty, pretty great. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> so if I, you hear any music, that's the pod. Yeah, the podcast we we're here, theme. To that's, that's why I had to bring it up. But trying to cut. So we're in this in Studio D, as I call it, or Dressing Room D, which is a, not a prime acoustic situation to be in we weren't in we're where were we at amarillo? amarillo amarillo civic center yeah so no acoustic treatment of any kind anywhere here we can hear all kinds of stuff in the hallway doesn't matter i've i've fashioned up these uh moving blankets uh, moving blankets on mic stands to kind of deaden the sound and and i'm pretty proud of it yeah i might post a picture of it so <laughs> definitely you no know, I, I think Audio came in here and did the best I can, and then, you know, you saunter in, and, and what is this, just fluorescent lighting? Yeah, fluorescent I mean, and lighting. I thought it'd make it a little sterile. It's not a contest, but audio one, lighting
1: zero. In hindsight, I could have got some <laughs> melodies in here. Next time. Next, Next time. time. Now we know. Next
0: time. Uh, Perfect. So anyway, now, got past that yes. distraction. <laughs> Back to, where was I? How, how I got here. Yeah, with the barn. Yeah, so uh, music was always around. Um, then got into a band in high school started playing bass was my first instrument started playing um which led to hey we got to make demos so i got a little tascam digital eight track recorder and and a buddy of mine did our guitar player so we started recording stuff and i had no clue what i was doing but decided i liked it so a lot of my a lot of the band guys i think two or three of them went to full sale at the end of high school. I wasn't quite sold on full sale and looked around and found Media Tech Institute in Dallas, which I don't think a lot of people know about. Uh, a A few other friends that I've met down here have gone there. And I had family in Texas, so it made sense to move down here, live with my sister for a year, go to school. At the end of that year, moved back to Indiana and started doing, you know, live sound for local bands, that kind of stuff, and doing sound at my dad's place. Uh you know, worked there for a little while, then got a job at Sweetwater. Um, so not really in the audio, but still in the music industry, which that was one of the greatest jobs I ever had. Learned a lot. Uh, and ultimately learned that just sales was not for me. I was 20, 21 at the time. So started working for a regional sound company. You know, up there in Indiana during the winter, stuff gets slow. So I ended up, had some, some kind of connection down here Something and in 2010, late 2010, moved down and started doing local production here. Did that for a few months. Hopped on a little dance tour. Uh, Kind of like dance uh, instruction and competitions all around the country. Did that for a couple months. And uh, that was fun. Uh, Different kind of thing. Uh, Then shortly thereafter I think a month after that tour ended uh, I was on roadiejobs.com and somebody posted something about needing a monitor engineer sent in my resume the next day I got a, got a call and they just happened to be in the Dallas area that that weekend so I went out and it was Aaron Watson and had no clue who he was and second show what well, my first show was uh, Rock and Rodeo in Denton, hmm. and I bring that up because it just closed, so it's kind of an end of an era there. So shout out to Lloyd and Shaggy. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that was seven years ago. I started working with Aaron, and you know, as a monitor engineer, took over production managing a few years ago, and that's where I'm at. That's kind of the brief history of my progress and journey into the, the world of production. So, what about you? Nice, yeah. What a, a interesting,
1: like, from Sweetwater to production manager of Aaron Watson. Kind of right? cool. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of cool to zoom out and see that. That's fun. Yeah, yeah. It's been um, fun. And went to Sweetwater, too. Uh, such a cool place. Can we take a moment oh, and talk about how cool awesome. is? awesome. Yeah. Go buy all your gear from Sweetwater. Absolutely. Because, like, we went over there. Um, went go to go visit. Yeah, we went to go visit. And uh, went down the slides, saw all their facilities oh, yeah. there. It's just like got some espresso. We did, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. just all their whole uh, warehouse with the shipping, distribution, and all like the conveyor belts just very well done. And like seeing the scale of which they operate with that much efficiency oh, and yeah. accuracy is like, and I've tried, I've tried
0: to take that kind of mentality and into what I do now. And a lot of my organizational skills and that kind of stuff came from my time at Sweetwater. So, so like,
1: I mean, definitely like I think uh, being really, uh, you're a very efficient person. I was working with you, to, yeah. and like, and that's what you focus yeah. a lot of energy on. Which I get shows, and just like making it a uh, power of habit, right? Right. Yeah, huge thing. Huge thing, especially with a tour. Doing the, I mean, different venue, different stage, different crew, uh, stage, I mean, house crew, but your same gear every day. So yeah. what can you do to make that be almost second nature yeah. to where literally, quite literally in your sleep, you could <laughs> exactly. You could do it. That's the goal. That's the goal. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah but uh, for me, uh, I, I never was into lighting, uh, I never was into theater at all until I... Um, went to uh, UT in Austin, and, um, and during high school, I played in a lot of different bands, like uh, funk and rock stuff, playing guitar, a lot of fun. So I, I knew audio stuff, and I, I would record demos and everything else just with very basic all-in-one digital machines. Uh, it was like a Korg eight-track digital thing that just sounded terrible, but it was the first thing that I had, and it was like the cheapest thing you could find at Guitar Center at the time. But the principles were there. And um, so I love music, always have. My dad's a big Prince fan and like Isley Brothers fan and Stevie Ray Vaughan fan, Jimi Hendrix. So like that's the kind of music I grew up around. And then we have the mutual love for the Chili Peppers. Absolutely, yes. That huge, huge love for Chili Peppers. I've seen them so many times. That's why I started
0: playing bass. Yeah,
1: that's why I started playing guitar. So thank you, (laughs) Mr. Frusciante. (laughs) And Flea. Ah, Yes, absolutely. But uh, yeah, and then it went to uh, UT. And it's a terrifying question as a 17-year-old. What do you want to be? for the rest hmm. of your life. And what do you want to do in school? And um, I didn't think I could do anything with music or anything with entertainment because uh, I just was always told that that was not a profitable thing. You're going to be a bum. You're not going to make it. And uh, so I went to the School of Natural Sciences to be a marine biologist. I love animals. And I wanted to help the ocean and like fix, uh, you know, pollution in the ocean. I and help. think I knew that. That's interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was in natural sciences at UT officially for a year. But just the amount of, uh, of courses and how complex the courses were was just like, wasn't my cup of tea. I mean, we're all smart guys and everything else, but like, I just didn't want to be like, my entire time at UT was just study, 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 yeah. study. You know, It was really dense. And so um, I decided that it would just be better for me to go somewhere else. And so I was a one play in high school my senior year. And at Little Shop of Horrors, I was the dentist. <laughs> if you ever have seen that? Steve Martin does a does his own version of it nice. with the movie version, but uh, it was fun. And so I was like, you know what? I'll do theater. And I auditioned, did the whole complicated process to get in. I got into theater and started doing uh, short plays, uh, short form improv, um, doing like uh, short films, and even like movement actor and and operas and stuff. A lot of fun, and like just the collaboration and the artistic piece was just. Like, I loved it. It was something very unique. And then as part of the, the theater program, you have to take tech theater, quick rundown on, like, uh, makeup, lighting, audio, costume. And as part of the lighting program, they actually had a automated lighting room full of old high-end gear, like Cyberlights, track spots, techno beams. And uh, they had consoles. They had, like, Hog 2, Hog 3 on PC, status queue, big, huge, old-school rock and roll Um, lighting consoles and so I got to try that out in this course and thought I really like this so I applied and I finished out the program and it was just an awesome program and uh, after that I was like you know what this is a perfect merging of like basically like embodying like how music kind of makes you feel in some ways in a way that's like not so abstract and people can see it you can share like your experience your perspective on that music with an audience, And to me, that was the coolest thing, yeah. you know, that's like the, like in the same arena of like being a musician and getting to like share your music directly with an audience, you know. And so after uh, college, I started working uh, downtown, uh, like every club I could, did every gig I could and just kept doing that. Did South by Southwest and I started getting into the EDM circuit and started doing all the EDM festivals in the kind of like Southwestern US and like getting busy, not all of them, but getting as busy as I could yeah. with them. And met the right guys and uh, through networking, 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 and funny enough, it was a Facebook post that a mutual friend of ours and the previous LD, right? Yeah, he he posted about it. And I was like, wow, uh, that's actually kind of a cool opportunity, like a full time gig. I was always freelance from gig to gig to gig, you know, some months are great, you make thousands of dollars. And it's like, awesome. Next month, it's like, wow, it's pretty slim. Yeah, And so the idea of consistency, but also the idea to get to, like, constantly touch the gear and constantly be focusing on something is an opportunity, you know, for anybody. Um, and so I uh, hit them up, came out, tried it out for a couple months, and uh, I think you all liked me, and uh, here I oh, am. Oh, yeah, it was a second show and it yeah. that I was going to hire you. <laughs> yeah. it, was, it was a lot of fun. And it was just, uh, I mean, I, I can't speak highly enough about how great of a crew Aaron Watson has, and how, how great all the guys are in the band. I mean, it's just it's a, a tight knit little it's family. It's a family, good for place sure. to be. Yeah, definitely. But yeah. Um, yeah, so that's kind of where I got to here. Wow. It's just like most people, I think, when I talk to them, had like a musical background that came into this, you know. Yeah. And um, it definitely attracts like a different personality type, though, too. You know, one that's very um, flexible, like mentally flexible. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. Um, it's just I don't know. It, it's just I'm interested always in like why people. Got to where they are you know, And I, how they I, got here
0: I got It reminded me of a story So the band that I was in In high school I didn't I didn't start How I met them Was they knew that my dad Had a concert hall And so they came Over to my house one time And I, I think I knew A couple of them But I introduced them and They wanted to do a show there Fine that'd be awesome um, So I wasn't in the band At the first show there But what I was Was the lighting guy <laughs> I, yeah, I totally awesome. forgot about that. And it, when I say lighting guy, so my dad had these PAR cans, air quotes, that were Folgers cans painted black with floodlights inside. Quite literally. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the, yeah. my control was four dimmers. <laughs> was it like the dining room little
1: turn thing you oh, buy yeah. at Home Depot? Oh, yeah. <laughs> the knob with the you turn all the <laughs> way off yep. the click. That's awesome. Yeah. That's, that's how it
0: works. Yeah. So that was yeah. <laughs> I that's started right. out as a lighting guy. Dang it. Yeah, you did. Yeah. <laughs> That's where we all start. (laughs) Got out as quick as I could. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm still here. (laughs) But, uh, yeah. Well, cool. So, yeah, I guess uh, get back to the goal of what we're doing here. Uh, You were saying, like, what what is it? You you entertain, inform, inspire type thing? Yeah, those are, like, one of the three things you'll be doing. Yeah, so, you know, I I hope that we can hit a little bit of all of them. Um, I think more so just inform people, just network, get people together, talk to somebody that, that, you know, works for whoever and just kind of find out what they do. And you might, you might pick up something off, you know, what they said that's like, oh, I should try that or or something like that. Um, but I also want to just inspire just everybody in our scene, everybody I know, everybody I, even I don't know, just to, like, just do your best and just do the best you can, basically, so... I guess like um,
1: another like because the eventual thing too like piggybacking off of that like that um, to make the like you said the whole industry just like uh, to a higher standard yeah, across the board absolutely and like and it, to me it's very exciting to, to imagine in a uh, an environment where like you get all the text from the you know from the Texas touring guys all together yeah. just like hey guys like what well, what do y'all do like talk about this you know that, that that's always a fun experience for me yeah
0: I get to talk shop with, with other techs absolutely yeah Maybe we'll do a grill out sometime, just invite oh. everybody over. Oh, that would that, be a great party. <laughs> It'd be great lighting. <laughs> uh, so yeah. Um yeah, I mean I've really only had the idea to do this for a couple month a couple weeks, and uh went out and and uh I gotta give a shout out to uh, Lewitt Microphones and ArtistRelations.com. Randy Fuchs at ArtistRelations hooked us up with these Lewitt uh, LCT 440 peers which is what you are hearing us on right now. Very nice. Very nice. Smooth and silky. (laughs) Yeah, right in your ear. (laughs) Perfect. So, um, yeah, I just wanted to give them a shout-out and just kind of, uh, I don't know, just, you know, we're going to be learning what we're doing here as we go because I I have no idea what I'm doing on a podcast. I mean, never done one, never been (laughs) on one, but I've listened to a lot of them. and That's that's why I want to do it because... I don't know what, what it when we get in this music industry. I find myself listening to less music. I don't know if you feel the same way or if that's just me, but I find myself just listening to podcasts a lot more. And I'm like, I want something to listen to on the way to bus call. Because mm-hmm. um, we all have to drive usually like Abilene or, yeah. or Dallas for bus call. So it's like three, four hours you're in a car by yourself or with other people. And you, just, you know, well, I like listening to podcasts. So I thought, what the heck? Let's. Do something that I like and maybe somebody else will like it, too. So, And definitely, like, I mean, I can't speak for you, but (laughs) I would love to just, like, encourage feedback,
1: though, too, right?
0: Absolutely. Yeah, Yeah, so I've set up uh, Instagram and Facebook. So Instagram, that's, like, at Texas Production, and same thing for Facebook. So, you know, I want to post these up there, um, get some feedback, just really start community discussion the door is wide open guys absolutely (laughs) absolutely you want to hear anybody on this podcast that basically i want to get people that are production related with based out of texas or eh, we we can do whatever we want maybe just a texas connection at some point so um yeah open to suggestions like i said we've got a short list of people i want to talk to and find out how they work and same for you
1: so absolutely yeah, and if you guys have any, uh, things you, you want to hear any questions you have anything, you know, anything at all. I think that'd be awesome to check out. Yeah, yeah. We're at like twenty minutes. I feel like uh, there should be more. You know,
0: <laughs> we're still feeling it out, we're feeling you know? it out, feeling it out.
1: And uh, I hats off to uh, to you for being like,
0: no, nope, we're just gonna execute. This well, is we could have waited until we got in a studio. We could have waited until our <laughs> theme song was done. Right, right. <laughs> but we, but I, I was like, you know, I I always do that. I was just always wait until it's the best it can be. But screw that. Let's just yeah. do it.
1: There's a clear difference between, uh, like, oh, my gosh, that's fantastic and good enough. And I'm not trying to, like, skimp on anything. But I think a lot of times, for me, I can get really super detail-oriented right. and focus on things that are going to affect the last 5%, which is important at the end game. Yeah. But initially, when you're doing something, it's like, no, just, just do, do it. it. That's do it. How Execute. how That's Absolutely. how you do
0: it. Yeah. So I mean, it's that way with the production. Seven years ago, we weren't doing what we're doing now. Oh, no. But Absolutely. It's just by doing it, you're like, okay, this I can prove something here and prove something there. I always look for the weak points. Mm-hmm. And it, it's like it can come off as pessimistic to people sometimes where I'm always looking for what the next problem is going to be. But I, I do it so that I can prevent it before it becomes a problem. Production manager. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that's something I've got to – I want to get better at is, is that kind of not appearing negative, even though to me it's not negativity. Mm-hmm. So – in addition to growing my production skills, I want to grow personal skills, too. And maybe yeah. that's something that can be a part of this, too. Absolutely. Because that's a huge part of production. Yeah. You know, networking. Getting to meet people. Well, that's, I think, people don't understand that's a part of the production that, I mean, production is is not, I, I, it might not even be the majority of the job. I agree. I think, especially for me as a monitor engineer, it's, it's people skills. It's, you know, I'm inside the heads of all six guys on that stage. And I've got to kind of read their mind in a way. And some nights are all right, some nights are not. (laughs) It's like that with everything. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, like, there's a lot more to these jobs than just, oh, can you put together a good mix? Or can you tune a guitar? It's like, there's a lot to it. I mean, we're living with these guys, Mm -hmm. you know, for half the year. So, yeah. Absolutely. To the the people outside of the production world, that's something, you know, would be cool to kind of explain to them is it's not just... What you might think it is,
1: yeah, yeah, and and uh, the perception of uh, the guy out on the road touring with on like a bus, and it's like it comes across more often than not the the opinion that I get give them other people is like, oh, it must be like always a party, like constantly just right. like blast, and like you just you're out on tour. And don't get me wrong. Maybe there, in the there 70s of, or 80s, it was like that. <laughs> uh, I mean, I really do enjoy our bus, but I think we do have our moments where it's absolutely a blast, but other moments yeah. to where it's just like, you know what? It's
0: actually a bunch of peaceful dudes sitting around drinking coffee and yeah. just... <laughs> yeah, we are a sober tour, so we don't drink. Yeah, don't, we don't at all. Don't party. Don't bring girls on the bus or and anything like that. So it's it's not a party atmosphere at not all. Not
1: at all. And you know, when whenever I first came in and you guys said that, my initial thought was, man, I'm not used to that. It's <laughs> so like with the productions I've always worked with, that was always... You could drink if you wanted to, you could do whatever you wanted to, as long as you could do your job. Right. But there's something like I have to I have to admit, and like it's helped me with my work ethic and have helped my focus too. Like when I'm out working, I am working. Yeah. You know? And it's not that blurred line between two beers in while trying to do this. You know, yeah. it just it comes across kind of one foot in, one foot out. If you want to party, go party and be president at the party. If you want to work, you put your marrels on and you go to work. <laughs>
0: yes. You know? Well, yeah, after the show, we're sitting on the bus talking about how it went, like, what, you know, I thought about doing this or that, and we're not just, like, party time, drink beer, get wasted. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, I'm here to work.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, and that mindset is something that I I, uh, very, like, eagerly adopted whenever I first came on, because it was something I wasn't too familiar with, you know? It would happen with other camps and everything else, too, but I think me, for a personal standard, I just wasn't doing that for myself, Yeah. you know? and so and that opens up the door for all kinds of fun like rabbit holes with tech and like networking things how can we make this better and that better like you said finding the weak points yeah
0: throughout our day yeah um, yeah so it's a uh,
1: yeah it's a fun tour to and be I th- on.
0: I think we're lucky enough to, to be with Aaron at a point where he's going through a lot of career change career growth mm-hmm. and we're able to kind of I mean cuz I've never production managed before it's my first time production managing you know I I'm not gonna say that I know everything or <laughs> I've got it down, so I'm, I'm, you know, we're learning along the way. And the pace that we're at now is, is such that I can do that. Like I, you know, I, I don't know if I could walk onto a arena tour and just production manage. I don't think I could. I, there's a lot of stuff I don't know. There's a lot of stuff I want to learn. That's the whole point of trying to network. So absolutely, and like that's
1: one thing that I really love about this industry. And like don't get me wrong, I think most other industries have this, but I feel so liberated here in production to where there are very few. Formal schools of thought are like, this is how you load in. Yeah. This is how you. It's honestly like up to whatever you say. And it's just me, Jared, and Chris are front of house engineer yes. and then a tour manager. And But on stage, it's me, Jared, and Chris. And like, that's three voices to command an entire arena for, for stagehands and for the crew. It's like, it's up to our call. And that's like, it's sure it's like empowering but also makes you for me at least take a moment take a step back and say cool like we've heard different things in the past on ways to do things but who's to say that like we couldn't find a better way yeah we couldn't figure out and brainstorm and say you know what it's actually better if we try using the forklift this way whatever the thing is I
0: I, like i hate the the phrase if it ain't broke don't fix it Mm. like i just i don't like it i if it's not broke that gives me time to figure out how to make it better yeah while it's still working so that's I, I just don't like that. Yeah. It's not, because I think that just, not laziness, but just, you're not pushing. And that's just my personal ethic, so... Yeah,
1: I mean, I agree with you. I mean, for me, like whenever it's complacency is a word I use for myself, right. at least you know, and like if I'm not pushing myself to keep learning and keep growing and whatever fast that I can
0: from this job, I start feeling pretty blah about the whole job. Yeah, you and know? I, I think it's important for a, it, on a tour, it's easy to get that kind of complacence because we have the same same gear every night. You know, we don't we don't have the same PA and everything like that. But it you know, once the show gets get going, it's it's yeah. Sometimes I find myself getting a little bored. Yeah. And I think it's important to do other gigs. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you're, you're taking a gig here, yep. what, a couple months now? Or June, July, something like that? Uh, possibly, yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to. Yeah, when mm-hmm. we're branching out, so that. I, I did some work, in, you know, South by Southwest mm-hmm. um, with Josh Clayman, who is with us here tonight, mixing, <laughs> uh, filling in for Pat Green, uh, mixing front of house for them. So, I, I think it's important to, to get out there and do things that you're not comfortable with.
1: Yeah, necessarily, absolutely, and pushing, and it's just um, because then uh, for me that helps me find clarity with like how Anthony works. Yeah, you know, aside from being in the same camp, being comfortable, and that's great. It's good to have that stable foundation. But when you, whenever for me when I start going to different camps seeing different production companies work it's like oh I never thought of this I never yeah. thought of that or you know what guys I'd rather do this and like for me that means confidence that means clarity and like a bunch of great things to all bring back there's a
0: lot of little things i picked up just from being around other other touring parties like mm-hmm. uh, uh, I have all our cases numbered um, 1 yeah. through 30 something like that and that's the order that it goes into the trailer at the end of the night and it makes it really easy like a bar back. No, if they count to thirty, they can yeah. essentially load my trailer. Mm-hmm. So it's little things like that. That a little piece of gaff with some sharpie on it on a on a case, but it changes game, your whole game. It's a game changer. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely a game changer. It's oh. so a it's a constant pursuit of those little things. Well, that's know? I mean a quote that I kind of live by. I don't know who said it. I heard it on the Adam Kroehler podcast. But the the idea that at thirty miles an hour, aerodynamics don't matter. Meaning. all the little things don't really matter when you're going 30 miles an hour the faster you go the more those little bitty things matter so you know while we're at this slower pace focus on those little things so that when we're doing 90 100 miles an hour so to speak we are aero we're aerodynamic (laughs) yeah, and we're smooth so that's that's kind of my philosophy on approaching the production management side of it is how do we make things efficient just I, I try to make everything super super easy to where essentially I, I could miss a day and somebody else could walk in and figure it out. I mean,
1: great example. Last month, two months ago, I got into a bad car wreck to where my, my back was all messed up. Going to a chiropractor. I'm totally good now. But for that first weekend after the car wreck, I, I was told not to lift anything and it hurt to like even stand up. So I directed a whole load in with a laser pointer. Yes and and it just i was so proud in that moment but also saw some more weaknesses too where right I, where it could improve basically having cable kits everything's pre-loomed cable kits that has a label on it downstage left pipe and base downstage right pipe and base stuff like that yeah. and just pointing and, and
0: people knew exactly how to build it well, yeah. that, it was just, it was awesome on our yeah. load is usually you're working hard like you're yeah. like you're in it and i think it's good to sometimes take a step back and just watch mm-hmm. and be like just watch what everybody's doing watch what they're struggling with or what i do is we have some really good, experienced stagehands, I listen to the questions that they ask me about how to do something, and I'm like, "How could I make that self-explanatory? Absolutely, to where it just kind of runs on autopilot, because we can't carry a whole another bus of crew people. So yeah. we've got to rely on people who don't know our setup. How can we make that accessible? So it's like them? a lean, mean
1: kind of approach. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, the approach that like you and I were talking about a few weeks or months back was um, like in a scenario to where I had to have a last minute sub come in. Yeah. Not that I plan on that, but that's the right. mindset I have with my, my cable kits, my labeling, labeling my orange gaff, this spike mm-hmm. tape, that, that if I was gone and I come to LD, would it be in my shoes and my bunk on the bus? He could wake up and be like, you know what? I got this load in. Yeah. Well,
0: yeah. And, and, and having it that way too, that means you don't have to think about when you're there, you don't have to think about every little step of how to do this. Or how do I run this cable or how do I plug this in or whatever it's, it's it's habit for you. I mean, big power proponent of, of the power of habit. The 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 book. I've yeah. You know, I love that book. I've read it a couple times, and it's just the idea that if I can offload the majority of the decisions that I make, you know, on a work day, it frees my mind up to focus on the the things that pop up that are unexpected
1: because that's gonna happen. It's always every show that happens and like for me i feel like i have a limited amount of bandwidth to give yeah. a day mental mental bandwidth exactly it's a very real thing and like if it's if none of this stuff is organized and if it's labeled i'm already at 40% when it comes to okay we can't get these fixtures in they have to go somewhere else what do you want to do with them you know yeah and so it's just great to be able to free up a lot of that but uh yeah so the pursuit of efficiency yeah in that way for sure
0: yeah well yeah I don't know. I, I feel like we hit a lot of good stuff here and, and just, yeah. um, uh, you know, I, I think, I don't know if, when our next interview is going to be or whatever, but I think it'd be good just to kind of have a little, just you and me kind of recap and stuff and just maybe just talking about something we learned that week or, yep. you know, just something that just came to mind that we want to share with everybody to, you know, push them to the next level a little tip or trick or whatever. Yeah. And maybe even just going through our whole signal flow of, of mm-hmm. everything. Um, I don't know. I don't know if that interests people or not, so. Yeah,
1: well, let us
0: know. Let us like, know. Do you guys want to hear the nerdy tech stuff?
1: Do you want to hear more of the, like, philosophy behind what we do, you uh, know? Yeah. Or why we do what we do. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, Texas right. production. Texas
0: production. <laughs> Somehow that Instagram and Facebook were available. I, <laughs> yeah, I guess, so. Yeah, go follow us. Yeah. Uh, we'll post pictures. We'll post these uh, these podcasts up there, and, and uh, let's just build a community. Yeah, and we mean that. So, like, comment. Follow.
1: Send us a message. Like it's it's me and Jared. <laughs> you want to be friends? Reach out, man.
0: Let's yeah. do it. And uh, I don't know. I'd like to do this on a regular basis. I don't know. We'll do it weekly. I, just, I don't know. I mean, might be able to. We're, we'll try. Yeah. yeah, we're on the road a lot. We're just we'll do it when we can. And and uh, yeah, yeah, awesome. Well, let's uh let's wrap this up. I don't. We don't have a little catchphrase or anything <laughs> yet. I'm gonna work on that. I'm gonna... I come up with something. Something oh, inspiring. There we go. I like that. <laughs> it's getting there.
1: But guys, thank you so much for listening. Yeah. And we'll see you in the next one. Alright, we'll see you.